0: You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. We are going to spend some time talking about marketing we have mr rod coleman who um, initially i told you all were uh, was is a member of jackson beverly coleman consulting group which is an affiliate of jackson corporate law rod welcome to the show
1: thank you
0: thank you all right rod, so you are in marketing tell people a little bit about your path um to get into marketing and where you
1: are today so i mean Usually, my like business, sounds really generic, but I was actually inspired to get into business in around eighth grade. You know, I had a really good general business teacher, and uh, she just talked. She just started talking about the different aspects of it, and uh, just the psychology of people to purchase was really, you know, really inspiring to me. And I went to uh, Creighton University, and I just continued to follow that path. Uh, ended up getting my bachelor's in marketing, then got a MBA. As well, and you know, I started shortly after that doing some consulting, but also uh, being on the corporate side of marketing, uh, traveling a little bit, doing some international marketing, and really getting a lot of experience to You know, now uh, with JVC, doing some marketing, but also uh, working with a, uh, a firm that's been around since 1921 called Bloemel.
0: So, what types of well, what aspects of marketing do you focus on? Because what I think um, people don't often realize is that marketing has different subsets so just because somebody works in marketing doesn't mean that they run the gamut so what areas
1: do you focus on so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i do it all but uh <laughs> but uh really you know I, i'm i'm really specialized into digital marketing so a lot of social media marketing really well first and uh, search engine you know, optimization uh do a lot of email marketing as well so digital is where i'm at but i do have experience with traditional
0: okay so talk can you speak a little bit to kind of the tri- the transition of the marketing industry from traditional to digital and where um, traditional or really what, what I'm talking about is print, where print marketing still plays uh, an effective role today.
1: Well, I mean, traditional is always going to have a place in marketing just because uh, it has the broadest reach right now. And that's just because it's been around for, for so long, but uh, it, it just started to get really, really expensive. You know It still is. Television is still quite expensive. Uh, to do direct mail is still kind of expensive you know you have to get a designer and all those things and and pay for the the materials Uh, but as technology you know grew and we had some advancements you know digital came into place Uh, it it, digital allowed it to become a lot more accessible a lot cheaper uh, with players like facebook and google and you know twitter and all those you know big you know large companies they they brought it to small businesses and they're actually advertising so much more Uh, than, you know, the the bigger enterprises. Not necessarily with those high dollar amounts, but in in smaller increments. Uh, And and that's really where, you know, Facebook and those guys actually grew and took off. Um, But, you know, print and, you know, digital and all those will still have place it's really important to have an integrated strategy because of all those touch points Uh, an individual might start at their mailbox looking at a direct mail piece and they'll search you right on your phone so you need to be where they are
0: Uh, so we so you just mentioned that people will search you right from your phone we see uh, well from a small business standpoint one of the things that's often frustrating is if you are a small business there are a lot of times where you have a website that um, and, and you know you, like you said people will often go and search for you and visit the website from the phone and the and the website may not be optimized for digital or for um for mobile use uh, can you talk about how important that is to make sure that uh, that if somebody is looking you up from the phone that it has the same uh, it's visually consistent as, as to when they go online
1: well I mean right now uh, you know that mobile experience is, is getting really, you know, important. I mean, about in 2005, 2016 is when uh, searches on your mobile device surpassed that of you know a desktop or you know anything else. So, uh, having a consistent message and a consistent experience is is something that consumers expect. It's not um, just a nice to have now. It's it's something that you and I, you know, as as we're going and and, and we're searching, if the if the experience is not seamless, we will leave.
0: Right, and what is what is that? That's called the bounce rate, right? So, what does that bounce rate typically look like, or um, how quickly does a does something need to load, or uh, in, in order for somebody to stay
1: on the site? So, it used to be around eight seconds. Now it's 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 a lot faster than that. You know, maybe about five seconds. If your if your page hasn't loaded, people are going to leave. You know, there are certain aspects that's not loaded; they're not going to stay there. So, if you have an image that's your hero image and that's not there, but your content is there, people will still leave your page.
0: All right, so there are so many different avenues out there that I can advertise through. Um, you know, you have you have Instagram, you have people who are, who um, have been very effective with Snapchat. You have Facebook, you have Twitter, um, probably a bunch of them that I don't even use. How, as a business owner, do I figure out which channel is going to be most effective
1: for me? Well, that just depends on your target audience. You know, who you're trying to reach. You go where they are. So. If you're trying to you know reach a slightly older crowd but still kind of digital savvy then Facebook will be where you want to be you know if I mean they're still digital savvy but they're kind of younger maybe in 25 to 35 year uh, range you might go to Instagram so it just depends on who you're trying to reach and, and what they're doing and then what is the best way to so let's say
0: Facebook um, what is the best way for me to think about uh, marketing and advertising through there because I have a business page right is that good enough can I just post from my business page
1: well not quite anymore you know it used to be when Facebook first came out with uh, with business pages anybody that liked your page would anytime you posted it would appear on their timeline but now as Facebook has become pay-to-play you know they became a publicly traded company all of your posts you know uh, that reach has really been diluted so only about 0.07% of the people that like your page are gonna see your content. So unless you're starting to pay for it, paying for that reach, even your fans aren't gonna see it. So you really have to start putting some dollars behind it.
0: So you and I have had conversations about um, like Google AdWords, right? So, um, so utilizing Google AdWords uh, and, and in, in a sense that's very targeted. Can you kind of speak to if I may be looking to utilize Google AdWords um, should I be expecting to pay a lot and is it something that I can do or should I really work with someone because um, I know for the legal industry it's very expensive to, uh, for, um, to utilize that service.
1: Well that just depends on once again what industry and what keywords you're targeting. Uh, things like education, legal, uh, travel, those are going to be you know pretty expensive. But if you're only bidding on things we call your brand terms, like Jackson Corporate, you'll get those a lot cheaper. But if you're looking at generic terms, those are gonna be a lot more expensive. You should really start bidding on things based on how individuals search. So it shouldn't so it necessarily shouldn't be, you know, legal per se. It mm-hmm. might be, you know, maybe who's the best lawyer in Chicago. Because people aren't Bidding on that phrase,
0: right? And so you might come up now. You know, there's a
1: lot of smart marketers out here, so you got to pay for that. Um, but you can also do it, in, you know, yourself as well. I mean, you can get do a quick Google uh, certification um, that'll teach you like the ins and outs of it, and right. that's free. Um, but you know, to really understand the the types of keywords that you can build mm-hmm. and everything like that it might serve you well to just pay someone to go ahead and do it because they're gonna know what to look out for um, but as Google has gotten smarter they can optimize things for you as well
0: right so uh, so we do have or we do see a lot of individuals who take on that marketing role themselves what are some of the, the things that you see uh, that are very common that people are doing that uh, that's actually Um, wasting their time or hurting them from a brand perspective.
1: So, I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, not necessarily understanding who your target audience is or forgetting um, who they are. You know, what, when you created your product, what was the need Mm -hmm. that you were trying to serve and who was your ideal customer? Mm -hmm. A lot of individuals just start going out and, and throwing money at broad marketing tactics and it doesn't reach who they want it to reach. Um, And then also, one of the biggest things is as sales start to struggle, a lot of businesses will cut back their marketing budget, which is one of the biggest things that you can do wrong. Um, The ones that do marketing well, i.e. your Cokes, your apples, no matter what the, the economy is, they continue to market over and over again. Because when your sales are struggling, that is an indicator that maybe your awareness is not where it should be right so that's when you should ramp it up actually.
0: right so so people people are are pulling or are trying to cut back on expenses in the wrong areas when when their revenues are down yes that makes but makes a bunch of sense when um when someone is um trying to put together their their marketing strategy it all starts with the um the story that they're trying to tell so how does someone go about crafting that story and what are some of the, again, when we're, we're talking about some of the things that people are doing wrong, how do you think people will sometimes miss the mark in putting together um, what that story is or, or what they're trying to
1: relate to their customers? One of the biggest issues is that people, they start with the features of their product.
0: I was just about yeah, to lead I mean, into that, <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that. That's one of the, the biggest things that, they, that they're, look, they're looking at, the technical aspects of it. So that might be like if you have an iPhone, if they're talking about the processor, a lot, of your, a lot of the individuals don't really care about that. You need to lead with the benefits of what your product actually you know, is, is doing for people. What, what need, once again, are they solving? Right. So always leave with that. Always leave with benefits.
0: So, uh, so you mentioned iPhone. So you mean when, when I'm talking about an iPhone, don't talk about, I have an, you know, it has an XYZ processor with quantum features and, and such and such. So what what would they say about the iPhone? So they would,
1: they would talk about, you know, the convenience factor of unlocking like one of the things is facial recognition for the iPhone 10. Um, they talk about how, you know, it's, it's faster to just look at your phone rather than typing in, you know, we're all trading time. Right. So any, any, whenever you can save time for an individual is a, is a key benefit. And so that's why they often, you know, hype up the, the facial recognition things like that and talk about their product. Uh,
0: talk about visual inconsistencies um, in a brand because you know, sometimes you'll go someplace and the brand will be one color other places. The brand will be another color. They may use different fonts. Um, in different spaces, so talk about how important it is to create consistency, um, not just visually across different um, different types of viewing platforms, but just uh, that
1: consistency in, in general viewing. Well, once again, that's consumers have come, have come to expect consistency. They they want to know what they're getting. You know, in any aspect when they're consuming that product. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that. well that's the reason why brands like McDonald's became so popular. You knew exactly what you were going to expect, expect from the, the product to their marketing. Um, so whether they're consuming your product on the phone through uh, Facebook and they're interacting with your brand, they want to know that you're going to communicate the same way mm-hmm. and give them the same thing every time. So let's let's talk about some of the newer
0: ways that people have been, uh, have been marketing. Uh, Wendy's has been treating people on Twitter, right? Uh, that could have went one of two ways, right? Because you didn't, you you don't really see brands going directly at one another. And for Wendy's to drop a mixtape, like that's just a different type of marketing. So do you think more marketing like that will happen? And, and how do you think, uh, how effective do you think that's been?
1: Well, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a new tactic. You know, brands for years have been doing frontal attacks, you know, what, what uh, we technically call them, um, but, I mean they're just becoming you know smarter about it and you're gonna to continue to see it. I mean look at Samsung and Apple. You know, Samsung throws shots at Apple constantly. You'll look at uh where you know the iPhone 10, they had that little divot in the in the phone, and that was one of the, the biggest things that critics were saying that they were doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Then in the commercial they have that subliminal shot of the man with the hairline all messed up. That's a direct <laughs> shot a direct shot at Apple. So they're gonna to continue to do that and they're gonna to continue to do it in innovative ways, but they also have to realize what platform they're, they're doing that in or, or on. So, mm. Wendy's is smart. They're doing it on Twitter. I mean, all that's what we want on Twitter. Right. <laughs> that's how individuals are inter, interacting with the brand. It was the first time I had actually seen a mixtape, and I thought it was one of the most <laughs> brilliant <laughs> things that a, 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 you know, a, a restaurant could do, I mean, especially because they were going after more millennials, right. more of that you um, you know you know people of color, that, that's who they want to grow their market share with. So I think it's incredibly smart.
0: Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.